Hello and welcome to Masterpiece Audio Theatre. I am your host, Sir Hector Stewart. This is the second episode of the Dog Days of Advent, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you our reviewers for this month of December, Tom and Bob McGruff. Howdy, folks. Aye, welcome, fellow sufferers. We'll try to make this as brief and painless as possible. Well, doggone it, Bob. What's burning your grits this time? I have no idea what you just said, but I didn't like it. Gentlemen, please, save it for the reviews. <laughs> we also have with us Jeffrey Ventura and Menjek Majenovic. Locked and loaded and ready for action, Sir Hector. Hello, sir. I am happy to be here. Likewise, Menchik. Also joining us, we have Geronimo Stewart. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm just an afterthought. <laughs> Must you always be so sensitive, Geronimo? <sighs> I apologize if I made you feel slighted. Maybe you should just apologize for being bored first. Ha! <laughs> Then I could move on with my life. I doubt that very much. Can we get on with it? The sooner we start a snuffy little tea party, the sooner it's bloody over. Bob, please, respect the format of the show. <sighs> and our final guest this evening is Jay Langjans. Glad to be included once again, Sir Hector, considering I pay for all of this. Still harping on that, are you? Oh well. You pay with the money and we pay with the suffering through the books that you buy. I'd call that a fair trade. In any case... So, where is the little Frenchman? I'm the brand-nosing twat! Oh, Pierre's latest lady friend turned out to be married to a pro wrestler. He'll be out of the hospital in a day or two. Could have been worse. At least she was not the wife to a mob boss. <laughs> He's lucky the pro wrestler didn't make him into a cocktail. <laughs> ha! <clears throat> and Jesse had a restraining order issued against Smee. At least until he completes his therapy. Just doing my job, sir. Your creepy little admirer was a security risk. Uh, yes, uh, okay. Moving along. <clears throat> Today's audiobook is titled The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It was written by Suzanne Collins and narrated by Santino Fantana. This version of the audiobook was 16 hours and 16 minutes long, and it was published by Scholastic Inc. Menchek, would you please read the publisher's summary? Certainly, Sir Hector. It is the morning of the reaping that will kick off the 10th annual Hunger Games. In the capital, 18-year-old Cornelius Snow is preparing for his one-shot at glory as the mentor in the games. The once mighty House of Snow has fallen on hard times. Its fate hanging on the slender chance that Cornelius will be able to outcharm, outwit, and outmaneuver his fellow students to mentor the winning tribute. The odds are against him. He's been given the humiliating assignment of a mentoring a female tribute from District 12, the lowest of the low. Their fates are now completely intertwined. Every choice Cornelius makes could lead to favor or failure, triumph or ruin. Inside the arena, it will be a fight to the death. Outside the arena, Cornelius starts to feel for his doomed tribute and must weigh his need to follow the rules against his desire to survive no matter what it takes. Thank you, Menchik. Who would like to go first? 
Sir Hector, I reckon I can kick off this shindag by faulting the narration. You had a problem with the narrator, Santino Fontana? Not so much him. He was all right. Just the quality of the sound. That recording had more ups and downs than Dolly Parton's figure. <laughs> he did seem to have some terrible editing issues in his performance. <laughs> the space he used to record the audio wasn't consistent <laughs> and made it hard to listen to at times. <laughs> yes, I agree. You should hear the same room tone throughout the book. This one changes at least five times. Maybe it was the edits that were done in a different location that caused that. Perhaps, but they shouldn't have been passed if that was the case. The intolerable talking songs alone should have sent this rubbish to the bin. I find the songs not so bad. They reminded me of Russian poetry. Exactly! It was just shite verses that someone was too lazy to write a tune for. And another thing! This book should have had zombies. Why is with you and the bloody zombies? Why not? They would have mapped up the stakes. Yeah, zombies would have made that first game so much better. I'm surrounded by lunatics. Hey, don't lump me in with the rest of these simpletons. <laughs> I'm not crazy. The doctor said so. Actually, according to Mother, you leave her out of this. <sighs> anyway, I think the book was just fine without any ridiculous zombies. <laughs> And I suppose you like the narration? As a matter of fact, <laughs> I didn't mind it so much. The songs would have been better if they had been sung. That I'll give you. <laughs> yes, this was not the worst. I think most here will agree that overall narration, not terrible. Yeah, there's just a lot of pet peeves for me. But narration is hard, and I blame a lot of the issues on production rather than performance. Bob, your expectations are always beyond unreasonable. I expect you didn't like the book either. Oh, so you're a mind reader now, are ya? Well, for your information, you're right. For a change, this book was the weakest in a series that was only a tick above mediocre to begin with. Well, burn my backside and call me a biscuit. You must be joshing. This was a great addition to an awesome series. It was so entertaining to see how Snow became the rattlesnake he was and how society had fallen so far into the sinkhole. I like this Volumina Gull. She was a true mob boss. Pure evil. No fear of snakes or poison. When you're looking to take out a target, not poison would work so well. I mean, I imagine it would work so well. You know, allegedly. I felt a kingship to Cornelius. <laughs> I felt his plight, his story, his struggles. <laughs> so similar to my own. <laughs> I failed to see the comparison, little brother. We grew up on an estate with a private tutor. Must you always steal my moment? I will not just sit idly by and let you disparage our heritage, Geronimo. You need me to deal with him, Sir Hector? Oh, are you going to sick your trained gorilla on me now, big brother? Learn this, all of ye! Look, I enjoy a good family scrum as much as the next man. Let's just get the review of this completely unnecessary book over with. Unnecessary? I like when authors rope in new stories to expand their worlds and their histories. It makes me want to dig in my spurs and keep riding along with the franchise. I totally agree. And any time you can get more of these awesome games, the better. I love carnage and death in my stories, and this one delivers.
I am agreeing. Was a good story. Maybe so, but was it a necessary one? How does it advance the series? What is its purpose? Money, of course! What other purpose is there? Book sales and movie deals! This is a cash grab, plain and simple! Bob, you're just being cynical, as usual. I believe authors have all these stories already in their minds, and given the opportunity, will write them when paid. That doesn't make them greedy. If telling the truth is cynical, then it's better than your altruistic fantasies! Stop blowing sunshine up our kilts and move on into the real world! As long as I can move somewhere where I don't need to listen to you anymore, no problem. The real world is boring, not enough zombies. Not this zombie crap again! Gentlemen, please, stay on topic. I will not tolerate deviation from the script. If that is all we have to say in general about the book, I would like to move on to the voting. Any objections? Good, Tom. Why don't you go first? Well, Sir Hector, I'll tell you, I can forgive a lot in my audiobooks, but I do expect them to be professional. When I'm spending my hard-earned credit, excuse me? Hush now, I'm passing my judgment, you wait your turn. Now, where was I? Oh yeah, well, when there's money on the line and a professional recording, I want perfection. I'm not taking anything away from this Fontana fella, but I can't go more than five on narration. As far as story, it was a wild tale and exciting as all get out. I think it's a great addition to the franchise, and I give it a nine out of ten. Thank you, Tom. Jay, would you like to go next? Thanks, Sir Hector. When I pay for an audiobook, when I pay... You said that already. Yes. Well, I feel the same way as Tom. It's a five for me on narration. I think the story was good. Not excellent, but good. And for that, I'll give it an eight out of ten. I can't believe you're giving that stilted drawling he called singing a pass. I suppose this means you would like to go next, Bob. You're done right, I would. You people are daft. It's barely a two out of ten on narration. And the thin plot and the poor prose makes it a three out of ten for story. Noted, Bob. I wonder if we shall ever find something that you will like. Not likely. The man's got the imagination of a soap dish. He was right about one thing, though. That singing is best forgotten. But I still think Santino did a decent job, and I'm not blaming him for the editing issues. I give the narration a 6 out of 10. As for the story, it was perfect. Right up my alley. I give it a 10 out of 10. I really wish you would wait until I asked you, Jeffrey. There is a form to these things. <clears throat> Men check. Well, Sir Hector, I feel like Jeffrey is not far off on his critique of both audiobook and story. I think the narration should be looked at separately from production, and perhaps this should be its own score. I digress. I give a 6 out of 10 for narration, and I give story about powerful mob bosses a 9 out of 10. I like that. Brother, your turn. Who? Me? The mighty and powerful Sir Hector wants my opinion? Ha <laughs> ha! Not really, but since you are here anyway, and I cannot get rid of you, go ahead. <laughs> Gracious as usual. <laughs> I think the narration suffers from the production, so I give it a five out of ten. <laughs> it is, however, compensated by a good story, and the story makes the audiobook, as I always say. Ha <laughs> ha! I give the story an eight out of ten. <laughs> 
And what about you, Sir Hector? Well, given the poor production, I must award the narration a failing grade of four out of ten. The story, while entertaining, did not completely live up to expectations. I give it a seven out of ten. Bah! It didn't live up to anything! Even your silly zombies couldn't have made it worse! Ha! I told you, zombies make everything better! Ahem. Be that as it may, I've added up the scores and the average totals. For narration, we have an average of 4.7 out of 10, and we have a total of 8.7 out of 10 for story. We as a group would like to cautiously recommend this audiobook, but our recommendation is based on story. If you're the type of listener that demands perfection in the products that they buy, please consider this one with caution. Perhaps read the books on your own, as it is a good story, and we are sure that it will be a relevant film property soon. That is all for episode number two. Thanks for joining us. From all of us here at Masterpiece Audio Theatre, we wish you a good evening and a good night. Episode was written by J.G. Langans and Gary Buzzard. Sound clips are from GarageBand, and they can be found in their samples library. We can be found at nimblast.org, or you can email us at j at jglangans.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0, unported license. Thanks for joining us.